Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Shot in the Dark. I am your host, John Cena Evil here. Let's get right down to it, starting with AW Dark Elevation taking place from Winnipeg in Canada. So we see a lot of Canadian independent talent making their first appearances for AEW on this show, which starts with Sky Blue defeated TFA, also known as Taryn from Accounting. Um, she was in command for a little bit of this match, but Blue comes back with a sun flip. Sunset Flip Powerbomb to get the win. Jake Hager defeated Adam Knight easily with the Hager Bomb. Emi Sakura defeated Zoe Sager by submission with this, like, surfboard stretch that she kept, like, rolling around the ring with until she finally, like, trapped her neck and made her cement. It looked pretty innovative here. Brandon Cutler defeated Jason Geiger. Geiger was putting on a choke at the end, but Cutler kind of, like, accidentally backed up into a roll-up for, like, a surprise pen here. Uh, but Geiger showed, like, a little bit of, like, jujitsu in this match, so he definitely looked a little impressive here. The firms, Matt Hardy, Isaiah Cassidy, and Ethan Page defeated Massive Damage, Mo Jabari, and Sebastian Wolf. Ethan Page had the crowd channel on to Cassidy in a very Canadian way here uh, by adding A at the end of Cassidy's um, chant here. And Stokely didn't look too happy about this. Page got the pin on Jabari after hitting the Eagle's Edge, and then Stokely kind of comes in after uh, with a vicious-looking face and started choking out Jabari because this was ahead of his match against Hook on Dynamite. Top Flight defeated Michael Allen, Richard Clark, a.k.a. Mark, uh, and Sean Moore easily here with White, with Dante Martin hitting a frog splash on Moore for the pin. We had a Ring of, Ring of Honor Women's World title proving ground match as Athena defeated Taylor Rising. Uh, Rising had a couple good spots here, but Athena put her in a crossface to make her submit. Naturally Limitless which is Dustin Rhodes and Keith Lee defeated Jesse V of Superkicked Wrestling and Levi Knight. Uh, dominance here from Rhodes and Lee here, but Rhodes gets the pin on Knight. Dark Order's Alex Reynolds and John Silver defeated Tony Nice and Ari Davari. Fun main event here with Silver pinning Nice after their German suplex jackknife pin combo. We go to Tuesday's AEW Dark from Universal Studios. Juice Robinson defeated Leon Ruffin. Good showing for Ruffin here in this one. But Juice hit the DDT for the pin after about 8 minutes or so. So Ruffin definitely got a bit of time in this match. Layla Gray defeated Kira Hogan. Um, I guess the battle of the baddie versus the former baddie here. As Gray rolls up Hogan by holding her tights for the win. The Iron Savages defeated Caesar Bononi and Ryan Nemeth of the Wingman. We haven't seen Bononi in a while here. Very good back and forth match. But Bronson gets the pin after hitting an assisted splash off of Boulder's shoulders on Nemeth. The Renegades defeated Mafiosa and Avery Bro. Uh, the Renegades looked good here, pinning Mafiosa for the win. And one thing I, re- I realized here, because they haven't been calling them the Renegade twins, just the Renegades, they're not twins. <laughs> as much as uh, they look alike, they're actually our sisters. Uh, I guess you could tell them apart, but they definitely resemble each other to the point where I could see them passing off as twins. Tony Storm defeated Billy Starks. Uh, good match here, but Storm stops Starks with a hip attack, followed by German suplex and the strong zero for the pen, as Taz was very confused by Billy's um, nuked-out bunny uh, hat that she wears to the ring, or helmet, whatever you want to call it. We go to Impact Wrestling. And before the Impact, Champagne Singh. Yes, Raj Singh with a new name here. Champagne Singh defeated Zicky Dice with a champagne pop. Uh, Singh had... Shara, as well as DJ Ocho, who's a local DJ here in his corner, and Dice had Johnny Swinger and Adrian Heavyweight Hernandez, another local DJ here from Las Vegas. Jonathan Gresham and Mike Bailey defeated Black Taurus and Crazy Steve after Bailey hit Taurus with the ultimate weapon as we go into the main show. Frankie Kazarian, Josh Alexander, and Rich Swan are backstage talking about how they can beat Bullet Club tonight until Steve Macklin walks in and says that Alexander is teaming with guys he doesn't see as threats 
which gets Swan upset, and he tells Macklin to prove it, but Macklin just walks off and says he'll prove it at Rebellion against Alexander. Giselle Shaw was backstage saying how Diana Peraza was jealous of her and she'll be here again at Sacrifice, but Johnny Swinger and Zeke Dice interrupt her by trying to find someone to get their first victory from, and they chose Giselle's assistant, Jay Vidal. As they walked away, Giselle and Jay, and Jay just kind of laughed as they didn't know that he was a wrestler. Steve Macklin defeated Heath in dominant fashion after hitting the KIA. Backstage, Rosemary and Taya Valkyrie were saying how they wanted to keep Jessica away from the match tonight. Uh, we see PCO roaming through the streets of Las Vegas, just screaming for Eddie Edwards over and over again, just like Brandon from New Jersey, screaming for Eric Marcotte. We then head to the back where Mike Bailey challenged Jonathan Gresham to a match at Sacrifice. Jay Vidal defeated Johnny Swinger. Zicky Dice tried to get involved here, but he gets ejected. Giselle Shaw and Savannah Evans also try the same, and they also get ejected, but not before Deanna Peraza comes out to try to attack Shaw, but she gets taken out by Evans, and then there's all, all this confusion. Vidal hits a boot on Swinger for the pen. The design were backstage, and they tell Callahan that Step 6 was him taking punishment last week like a man and he agreed to these terms tommy dreamer and mickey james were backstage where james didn't think it was the right idea for dreamer to request a tag team match against bully ray and Maja slamovich next week since it's the day before dreamer has the busted open match against bully ray and then jordan grace comes in and says she doesn't think it's a good idea for mickey james to have the match either as it's before her match against uh herself at sacrifice and she will make mickey tap out Eddie Edwards finds his way to the ring and says he wants to focus on his future, but he can't as his past, like PCO, keeps stalking him week after week, and it's time for him to come, for this to come to an end, and after last week, it's officially over, as he showed footage from last week of someone running over PCO and Eddie getting uh, into the person's car. This prompts PCO to make his way out, but he gets attacked from behind by Kenny Kang, revealing him to be the driver. They all double-team him with a chair and a candlestick to take out PCO, so it looks like PCO needs some help in this battle. Santino Morello's backstage with Vladimir Kozlov, but Santino told Dirty Dango that he can't say Kozlov's name as it's still trademarked by WWE, unlike his own name. And of course, by saying saying his name, this prompts Joe Henry to appear. Henry said that he was going to invoke Brian Myers' rematch in behalf of him and will face him at sacrifice, and then Dango tells Henry if he needs help, he's there for him, so Santino makes a tag team match for them next week against Brian Myers and Moose. Dango was being very awkward about this whole thing. Acting like he's a big fan of Henry. He even tried to hang out with Henry, asking what he's doing that night. But it went nowhere. We go to the Impact Knockouts Tag Team Championship as the Coven, Taylor Wilde and Kylan King, defeated Death Dolls, Rosemary, and Ty Valkyrie to become the new tag team champions. As Wilde was being held, was holding Rosemary on the outside, Kylan hit Ty, Ty with the Kingdom Falls for the pen to become the new champion. So it looks like Ty is starting to drop all her titles before going full-time to AEW. Josh Alexander, Frankie Kazarian, and Rich Swan defeated the Bullet Club's Kenta, Ace Austin, and Chris Bay in the main event. Alexander saw Macklin in the crowd, and of course this distracts him, which causes Kenta to take him out as they hit the Art of Finesse and the Fold back to back on Swan as Chris Bay gets the pen for the win. We go to Ring of Honor on Honor Club. We have a proven ground match for the Ring of Honor World Title as Claudio Castagnoli defeated Willie Mack after dodging a frog splashing, hitting a European uppercut for the win. Dante Martin defeated Mike Bennett. Good match here with Dante reversing a Kimura to hit a modified half Nelson slam type move that I haven't seen from him before for the finish. And then Matt Taven attacked Dante after until Darius runs in for the save. Blake Christian and Metalik, who I like to call Christian Metal, defeated Trustbusters, Ari Davari, and Slim J with Metalik hitting the Michinoku driver on Slim J for the win in a very fast moving match. They show a video package of the history between Samoa Joe and the Briscoes as Joe versus Mark Briscoe for the TV title is made official for Supercard of Honor. We then see a promo from Briscoe saying that his destiny will be fulfilled, but says that before that he has to take on Tony Nese next week to give revenge on Mark Sterling. Eddie Kingston defeated Jeeves K. Claudio Castagnoli was ringside for this, but when Kingston tossed Jeeves into the barricade, Claudio's coffee spilled all over his shirt, so this upsets Claudio as he gets up and leaves. Eddie surely ends this match by making Jeeves tap out to the stretch plum, and after the match, Eddie did the motion for the Ring of Honor world title, still trying to get that match. 
the Trustbusters are backstage where Mark Sterling says Christian and Metalik won illegally and he will have them. The decision reversed and says that GSK had the best match in Ring of Honor history. Ari Davari cuts him off and challenges Christian and Metalik to a match, but tells them to get a partner and make it a six-man tag. We have a Ring of Honor Women's World Title Proving Ground match as Athena defeated Hyon by submission with a crossface and another vicious outing from Athena. Hyon was seen regularly in Ring of Honor before the purchase. Metalik and Blake Christian backstage revealed their partner against the Trustbusters will be AR Fox and they'll be keeping their eyes closed on the Ring of Honor six-man tag team champions. Silas Young defeated Marcus Cross with the Pee Wee Watcher Plunge in Silas's first appearance in Ring of Honor since 2021. Young cut a promo after saying that he's the last real man standing until Shane Taylor comes out and challenges him to a match for next week. Athena backstage asks where Yuka Sakazaki has been and challenges her to a match at Supercard of Honor for the women's world title. So it looks like that match is official as well. We have a Ring of Honor World six-man tag team championship match as the NBC defeated Dalton Castle and the boys. The NBC was pretty dominant here with the Gates of Agony just slamming the boys on top of each other as Bishop Khan gets the pin. They keep attacking them until A.R. Fox mentally can Blake Christian come out to chase them off. Trisha Dora defeated Madison Rain by ducking Rain after hitting the Lariat Tubman. Top flight was backstage as Darius Martin challenges Matt Taven for a match next week. And then the former Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions reunited here as Christian Daniel, uh, Christopher Daniels and Matt Seidel defeated the Outrunners rather quickly after Daniels hit Truth Magnum with the Angels Wings followed by the Lightning Spiral from Matt Seidel for the pen. And then Aussie Open comes out after the match and challenges Daniels and Seidel for a future match and they agree. And we go to the main event here for the Ring of Honor Pure Championship. Willie Yuta defeated Clark Connors, Cole Cabana, PJ Whitmer, and Dean Malenko were the judges. Yuta gets to win in under 10 minutes with the seatbelt pin and a pretty good main event. And after the match, Yuta challenged Katsushira Shibata and says that he won't rest until he can beat him. Good to see Cabana on this show. MLW Underground, this is the Super Fight Edition, where we have Alex Hammerstone defending the, the world title against Jacob Fatu. Very good match here with some close calls from Fatu to win. Both men kicked out of each other's finishers, with them saying that Fatu was the first one to ever kick out of the Nightmare Pendulum here in this match. Hammerstone ends up suplexing Fatu through a wooden board, followed by a second Nightmare Pendulum for the win. As Hammerstone was celebrating, the lights go out when they come back in. The, ca- uh, the Callings henchmen, known as the Hive, started attacking Hammerstone until Raven, Ricky Shane Page, and Akira all joined in, tying Hammerstone up. Mance Warner comes out and introduces the one uh, one called Manders and Matthew Justice of the second gear crew from GCW fame here to MLW and says they're here to take MLW to another level. The lights start flickering with the calling logo throughout the background as well. They announced that the Battle Riot will be shown in its entirety on Reels on April 25th. Mr. St. Laurent comes out and challenges a real one on behalf of Microman for next week. We see Taya Valkyrie and John Hennigan back Backstage asking management what happened to Caesar Duran, but there is no answer. And the main event here for the Women's World Featherweight Championship, Taya Valkyrie defeated Billy Starks. Sam Adonis and John Hennigan come out uh, with missing Caesar Duran signs. And then a good showing from Starks here, a bit of back and forth at the end. Taya's second attempt at the Road to Valhalla lands as Taya gets the pin to retain here as she's still champion in MLW. Sam Laterna tried to get a word with Taya after asking where Duran was, but she says she doesn't know and dedicates this match to him and says if anybody knows his whereabouts, to text or call 1-900-LUCHA, which I don't think is a real number. And then the show ends with a message from the calling where you hear Raven say that 20 years ago, he was a lone voice screaming out in the wilderness, and now he's coming back to make them pay 20 years later. We go to Women of Wrestling Superheroes as Tiki Chamorro defeated Genesis with a surprise roll-up after some failed distraction from Exodus and Ice Cold on the outside. And it was noted that Malia Hosaka has left Exile, so Genesis and Exodus are on their own. So I'm not sure if this means that uh, Hosaka is done with Women of Wrestling or she's just separating from this group. BK Rhythm defeated Chantilly Chella. 
G.I. Jane and the Disciplinarian defeated the Mother Truckers as Jane hit Big Rig Betty with the World's Strongest Slam after Samantha Smart hit Betty with her ruler. And in the main event here, Candy Crush defeated Siren the Voodoo Doll after hitting a right hook off the middle rope. On NWA USA, we were supposed to get Bobby Fulton coming out of retirement to face Wrecking Ball Ligurski, but the match never gets started as Ricky Morton comes out to get Fulton out of the ring just to get attacked with each chair by Jamie Stanley and Joe Alonzo. Blake Troop defeated Jeremiah Plunkett by submission with a modified figure four. Natalia Markova defeated CJ, so this match was, I don't know how to describe this, a complete mess, <laughs> uh, pure comedy, I guess, as um, CJ with her character is basically the assistant of the magician, um, Magic Jake Dumas, so the whole time she's just like going outside, she starts posing, she poses with the referee, she poses with Natalia Markova. The referee had to literally grab her from the outside and walk her back into the ring. And then once she's in the ring, she starts doing magic tricks with uh, handkerchiefs and cards. Uh, then Markova gets mad and she takes CJ's heels off as she was trying to wrestle with these heels and then hits her with them. And it hits her with a kick in the corner to end this uh, match, I guess you can say. We go to NWA Power as Three Billy Silas defeated Brady Pierce. Rush Freeman and Rolando Freeman both try to interfere, but both get hit with the thrill ride. Followed shortly after the thrill ride on Pierce as Silas gets the win. Daisy Kill and Trevor Murdoch had a face-off where Daisy challenged Murdoch after singing a song. A uh, very interesting character here. So they go right to the ring where it's supposed to be one-on-one in an unsanctioned match. But then we have this debut of this seven-foot guy named... Talos, also known as Jack, Jack Talos or Jake Talos. He's a former Zechariah Smith who was actually in NXT developmental for a bit, uh, but he was never used on TV. Definitely a big guy. Um, he actually played The Undertaker on the Young Rock NBC show as well. But the match was quickly thrown out when Daisy and Talos didn't stop attacking Murdoch and then Mike Knox comes out for the save. May Valentine was backstage with Kevin Kiley who talked about being grateful for NWA for giving him an opportunity on his comeback and says that he went through the dark side of his life and is here to start from scratch. May Valentine then talked to EC3 and Black G's who said that they had partnered up since Tyrus has moved on to bigger and better things, but they still say that Tyrus is family as EC talks about their history. His history with Tyrus going through FCW, NXT, Impact, and beyond. So then they show a replay of Camille defeated Angelina Love in a no-qualification match from the Nuff Said pay-per-view. But the main event of this show was the NWA World Women's TV title semifinal match as Maxine Paler defeated Taya Valkyrie. The match started with Maya attacking Taya before the bell rings. And then uh, gets a bit vicious with Max dominating at the end and winning after hitting a short-arm clothesline. So Max will go on to face Kenzie Page in the finals for the new TV title at the 312 pay-per-view. We go to NXT Level Up, where Lyra Valkyria defeated Danny Palmer with her spinning heel kick in a pretty quick and dominant fashion. Eddie Thorpe defeated Zion Quinn. Uh, Thorpe was interviewed before the match and spoke about his whole life has been challenging, and he's never saw a Native American on TV that wasn't being killed by cowboys. Um, So he said that he's going to be the one to give his people a hope. And then Thorpe gets the pen in this match on Quinn after hitting Roll the Dice, and it looks like he'll be on NXT TV soon as well. In the main event here, Charlie Dempsey defeated Oro Mensa by submission after stretching out his ankle and neck as Drew Gulak looked on proud. On WWE main event, Cedric Alexander defeated Dante Chen, making his first appearance on main event after hitting the Lombard check. MVP and Shelton Benjamin were still with Cedric as commentary questioned what the relationship is. And the last match here was Akira Tozawa defeated Trick Williams after hitting a top rope senton. That is it for me this week. You guys can catch him here next week for another episode of Shot in the Dark. (laughs) 